0: Well, hello. My name is Cody Peterson. I am almost one of the pastors here at Westway. And uh, John asked me to, to come and be here today and uh, to share a little bit with you all on uh, what a life of worship looks like and give you an opportunity for those who haven't to get to know me a little bit. So we're going to tackle that in just a little bit. But before we do that, I wanted to share a few scriptures with you this morning. So the first one is from Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 4. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. You must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on your doorposts of your house and on your gates. The second verse I want to share is from Romans 12, so let me flip there real quick. Romans 12, verse 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect.
1: I'm John, and I'm one of the pastors here. Um, I have never been known by Johnny Bear, in case you were wondering. <laughs> um, so let's not, uh, let's not start that. Um, Cody, have you ever been known as Cody Bear? No. Um, what does, do we wanna know what Megan calls you when it's just the two of you?
0: Usually just Cody, okay, unless I'm cool. in trouble, then she'll bust out the middle name.
1: Okay, cool. Well, um, I'm excited, as Cody, as Cody shared, Cody's our um, almost uh, neck beginning next week pastor of creative arts, and we're excited just to share a little bit with our body who he is. Um, you grew up here. We're going to talk about that um, in a couple minutes. Um, but you grew up here, and for those of you that know you, it's been a while, probably since that, that know you. Uh, for those of you who don't, this will be a great way to introduce Cody and kind of what he thinks about creative arts and what he thinks about music and all of those kinds of things. Uh, to our church body. And this has been a different kind of three weeks for us. If if you're new here and these three weeks are your introduction to Westway, you're probably wondering, um, like, do we ever preach like through the Bible? Do we ever talk about these things? And the answer to that question is yes. But we just finished a series um, called How the Bible Works. And the last part of that was How the Bible Works to Teach Us About the Church. And if we were to keep, keep reading in Romans 12, what we would have seen is, um, a text that says something like rejoice with those who rejoice. And we can't do that outside of community. So starting three weeks ago, we had, um, we had an ordination service, sending someone out from our body, rejoicing with them. Last week, we sent off our high school graduates. We wanna rejoice with those families. And then today, it's kind of the same thing. Like we're, we're bringing on a new staff member, a new pastor, and we wanna, we wanna be excited about that. We wanna rejoice. We wanna celebrate that. Um, Next week, we're going to celebrate Pentecost. We're going to read through Acts chapter two. And if you have no idea what Pentecost is, um, come back next week when we talk about um, what it looked like for the Holy Spirit to descend on the first church. And then the week after that, beginning on May 30th, we're going to spend about 10 weeks in the book of Revelation. And I know you're all pumped and excited um, because you because um, we're ready for the end times. Um, but I'm excited, to, I'm excited to dig into that um, text with you. And I just want to point out, the blue orbs on either side of the auditorium have nothing to do with the book of Revelation. Um, so if you're wondering what they are, they are new wireless access points that we put into our building. Um, I've had a few people ask about what those are, and it has nothing to do with the seven seals or anything like that. Um, so don't be, don't be worried. Um, Cody. Cody. Tell us about yourself,
0: where'd you grow up? I grew up here and some of you may not know me because uh, it has been, I graduated from Scotts Bluff in 2006. So I have been away for 15 years, which makes me feel really old. It probably makes some of you feel even older, (laughs) but um, I grew up here. We started attending Westway, I think right around when I was in middle school. Um, So, it would probably have been right around 2001, I think, is when my dad came on staff. And so ever since then, this, this has been home. So if you haven't
1: made the connection, Pastor Joe is Cody's father. So if you haven't, if you haven't tied that together, um, how did you come to faith? So, I knew, so you grew up in a, in a church home, um, but when you read Deuteronomy 6, um, growing up in a church home is not a guarantee of anything. Um, we don't, no one's grandfathered into the faith. So how did you come to faith?
0: Um, I like to describe myself as a typical pastor's kid. Uh, so I'm, I grew up in the church. Like you said, I, I knew those verses like Deuteronomy and the verse we read in Romans on what it meant and what it looked like to be a Christian. And I was really good at pretending and, and putting on that mask and I guess, making myself look like I belonged. Um, but that's pretty much what it was for, for a long time. I knew all the right answers um, to the Sunday school questions. Usually Jesus was a pretty good one. Um, safe. Safe, yep. <laughs> um, but that, that was my life. And I, w- I describe it to people as just kind of going through the motions. And it it wasn't until... I was in high school, really, when I was at, uh, I remember exactly, it was my sophomore year in high school, and I was at a Christ and Youth Conference in uh, Fort Collins at Colorado State. And uh, the, the speaker that night, I couldn't tell you a single word he said, but I just remember sitting there and uh, just feeling something different. It, w- it was like, it, w- it was for the first time, and I think that was the moment in my life where everything up here, clicked right here, and so uh, that was the moment when I was in high school. When, when I, I like to say that was my my coming to Jesus moment a little bit, and uh, that was the moment when I uh, devoted my life to to full time ministry too. Awesome. Let's talk
1: a little bit about your about your family.
0: Yeah, I think there's a picture that they have that they're going to throw up. Uh, many of you have not met my family, so. Uh, this is my family this was a really cold day (laughs) whenever we're together my sister always makes us take family pictures so and it's usually in october or november or december and it's always cold so this is uh my wife megan we have been married for it'll be 10 years in august we met when we were in college actually volunteering at the same youth group and she is from grand island um and she would tell you that we met differently, but we won't get into that today. Um, but we, uh, we became friends and then uh, actually started dating long distance when I was off in Norton, Kansas for an internship. And uh, then when I moved back to school, we continued dating and got engaged and got married and it's been almost 10 years. So 10 years this August. Um, and she'll be very proud of me that I remembered. <laughs> how long, uh, down on the bottom is Riley. Uh, she is seven years old. She will be in second grade and she loves um, crafting. So if you're a crafty person, she loves to, to sit down and make cards and color pictures and draws really well, way better than I ever could. Um, she loves reading, she loves school, uh, she loves anything and everything that has to do with princesses or unicorns or those sort of things very much uh, a girly girl. And then we have Aiden, uh, who is my son. He will be five in August and pretty much everything that Riley is, Aiden is not. So he, uh, he'll start preschool this fall. He loves being outside and making messes and doing boy things as he describes it. And uh, Legos, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, anything and everything that, that is along those lines, he loves. And then not pictured, but very much a part of our family, are our two dogs. Uh, We called our first dog our fur baby before we had kids. Uh, We have two Great Danes, and Ruby is nine years old. She is a Great Dane Black Lab mix, and she was our first baby before we had kids, so she is still very much our baby, gets away with anything. And then a couple years ago, we got Hank, who's a full Great Dane, and he is um, the biggest baby in the family very much so, but we love them all. Um, talk a little bit about
1: your, um, your ministry and experience and background for people who don't know kind of where you've come from. What does what that trajectory of ministry life look like for you?
0: Yeah, I think in a lot of ways it's come full circle. So I, my first experience serving and volunteering was actually right here. Uh, when I got plugged in uh, through Shane Coop, he um, asked me to serve and play bass uh, and I, I started that when I was a freshman in high school, uh, just playing bass for the worship bands um, pretty regularly. And then um, that kind of grew from there to to leading occasionally um, with the, our youth praise band. So I would play bass some weeks and there were some weeks that I would lead. And uh, that was what I felt like God was calling me to do. And so when I left and went to school, I enrolled at Nebraska Christian College in the worship arts department. And uh, to make a very long story a little bit shorter, uh, through a series of unfortunate events, God kind of changed my mind and changed my path from worship arts to to student ministry. And I uh, was put on an academic hiatus for a little while because of some of my own choices. Um, But God really used that that time uh, to just kind of shape and form me. And so I got an internship in student ministry and fell in love with with students. And when I went back to NCC, I changed my major to student ministry and graduated from there with a degree in student ministry. And for the last 10 years, I've been in full-time student ministry. Uh, I was at a church plant, a brand new church plant in Plattsmouth, Nebraska, part-time for two years. And then when we uh, had Riley, we moved to Kearney, Nebraska, and I was at Countryside Christian Church there for almost two years full-time. And then for the last six years, we've been down in Lamar, Colorado, at Lamar Christian Church. I started there as the, the student pastor, and then over the last six years, my roles and responsibilities have have morphed and changed, and I've been able to do a little bit of everything from the, the student ministry to all of the the tech ministry, and um, the last six months, I've been the worship pastor down there, too, and along with some of the associate roles, so now coming back here, it's it's kind of like coming full circle back to mm-hmm. where God started me. Sure. And for those of you who haven't been to Bible
1: college, academic hiatus means you've kind of been suspended for yep. a semester. And I, and I only say that because that was, that's, that's like a huge part of my story. I failed out my first year of Bible college. Um, so I'm all about academic hiatus. Um, it's just a nice way of putting that.
0: It was. You didn't have to say suspension.
1: Okay. Well, um, I did not have to. Um, so what, excite, what excites you about serving God um, generally? And then what excites you about serving God, the opportunity that's here to serve God at Westway and in Scottsbluff?
0: In generally, one of my, there's an old saying out there, that the, the best thing about the church is the people. And the worst thing about the church is the people. So generally, um, the majority of the time, that's, that's the thing that I love most about serving in the church, is being able to work with people and a variety of different people with different giftedness and uh, just being able to, to come alongside them. Uh, being in student ministry the last 10 years, it's been really cool to, to see the growth um, from students when you get them when they're little annoying middle schoolers to, to see them grow into a little less annoying high schoolers and then eventually into, into good adults. Um, it's really rewarding to, to be able to walk alongside people and serve alongside people um, and see their spiritual growth. So I think in general, that's probably my favorite thing about about being in ministry full-time is is having a small part in what God is doing in the lives of people. And when you talk about specifically at Westway, um, it's very much uh, the same thing. I mean, growing up here, I was the annoying middle schooler, and uh There are so many people, I made a list here, but I'm not gonna be able to go through all their names. Um, There are so many people that had a huge...
1: You're allowed to cry. Dustin Jones does it every time he speaks.
0: (laughs) I know. As you'll find, I do it a lot too. But there are so many people in this room and um, in this church over the years that have had that impact on my life too. So um, I, I'm excited to. Uh, I'm excited to be able to to come back, and be a part of that process for people here, again. Kind of pay it forward a little
1: bit. Um, what when you think about creative arts here at Westway Christian Church? I know that. For those of, us, those of us in the room, is, um, over the last several years, as, as we navigated um, Shane's illness and Shane's loss in November of last year, and with all of the changes of COVID and the pandemic and shutdown and, and all of those things, we've, we've made it a point to talk a lot over the last 14 or 15 months that, um, that we're just a different body than we were than we were 16 months ago. Things are different, and I don't have to tell you that because you've you've watched this progression of things uh, kind of take place as as we've moved um, online and we've done all sorts of other things. Um, so creative arts has changed in the last 16 months what What do you hope as as you think about that change as you you remember uh, Westway who we were fifteen years ago, who Westway is and who Westway is becoming um, what God is accomplishing here what What do you hope God accomplishes through you kind of what's what's your vision for creative arts here at uh, Westway Christian Church?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, one of the things that I noticed, I mean pretty much every church has been in this boat the last year plus with, with COVID, but uh, we've all had to adjust and change. And the one constant that's always remained in my mind has been, I mean, the church is not a building. Uh, The church is people and whether or not we can physically meet in this place um, really doesn't have anything to do with us still being the church. And so, yes, there have been a lot of changes in uh, the way we do things, uh, a lot of those by kind of being forced into it <laughs> through this, the live streaming and everything we do online. Um, but the one constant through that whole process is, is the people. And so my hope and my, my dream for the Creative Arts at Westway is that we can take that foundation of what has been built um, and continue to, to build on it. And that all boils down to, to the people that haven't changed. Um, being, if I can come in and, and um, rebuild the relationships with the people that I've had um, in my past here and continue to build new relationships with the, the body here at Westway, um, that's probably the, the biggest thing that I can ask from, from this church is, is just to, to continue to be the church that you were when I was here 15 years ago and that you have been over the course of the last 15 years. And I know that God is continued to, going to continue to grow this body relationally and together in him. And uh, the means by which we do that and the means by which we worship will probably continue to, to morph and change over time. But the one constant is, is who we worship, and that will, will not change.
1: Um. Last week, I sent you a really strange article um, I found online. It's called Seven Rules for Congregational Singing. um, And it was written by John Wesley in 1761. Um, John Wesley has written a number of hymns. I I meant to look up how many hymns he's written. I want to say it's in the thousands. Um, But I I just found this article, and I thought it was interesting. Um, Seven Rules for Congregational Singing. I'm just going to kind of read through the rules. And we'll just dialogue a little bit because one of the things we want to do is we want to we show you um, how we do things here and what motivates us in the things that we do. We think that's really important. Um, so here's, here's rule one. Learn these tunes before you learn any others. Afterwards, learn as many as you please. The lesson to be learned here is to form a familiar repertoire. It doesn't mean don't incorporate new music, but don't be so new driven that you lose your congregation. Anything you want to add to that?
0: No, I'll just say we've all probably been there. I know I've been to churches where you you get there and there's a new song and my immediate default is, ooh, I don't know this song, so I'm not going to sing. Um, So it can be it can be hard and one of the things that I've appreciated me kind of being new to Westway's music that you guys have done. There's some similar songs that we've done, but there's a lot of new to me Um, So I love that, that Becky put together a YouTube playlist so that I could Do some preparing and learning the the songs so that that's been nice to me And that's something that we all have access to as well, right? Uh, here's number two: sing
1: them exactly as they are printed here, without altering or mending them at all. And if you've learned to sing them otherwise, unlearn it as soon as you can. <laughs> there's a better one. Like these get better as as we go. And also, I would these are all in the U version app. So if you're following along with us in U version, there's a there's a link where you can read this article. But all of these seven rules are in the U version app. So um, so sing as they're printed here. If you've been doing it some other way stop what is your thought on that
0: i think john wesley and i could be friends (laughs) i'm very much uh you can ask my wife this when she gets here but we have our annual weekly nightly fight is loading the dishwasher it's my job now because she does it wrong (laughs) and so when it comes to to music i mean i get what he's saying too but i I would probably write down the same thing. I have the things that I like to sing my way and when it changes, then it messes with my, my system. But I think the, the big thing that he's hitting on here is there's so much unity that it can bring when we know what's coming. And if we sing the music the, the same way every time and don't throw any curveballs at the people, then um, the unity that, that comes from that corporately when we're all singing the same thing at the same time can have a huge effect.
1: Third one is sing all. See that you join the congregation as frequently as you can. Let not a slight degree of weakness or weariness hinder you. Yeah.
0: We want you to be here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we want all, you to be here. We've all probably been there too, where you wake up on Sunday morning and say, wow, it's been a week. I really don't want to go to church. I really don't, don't want to, to go and sing because I don't feel like it. And uh, I like how he said, don't let a a slight degree of weakness or weariness hinder you. If it's a cross, take it up and you'll find blessing. And uh, the lesson that it says is worshiping together is good for the individual too.
1: Number four, sing lustily and with good courage. Beware of singing as if you were half dead or half asleep, but lift up your voice with strength. Be no more afraid of your voice now, nor more ashamed of its being heard than when you sang the songs of Satan. This was 1761. I don't know what kind of songs they were singing then.
0: It could have been written today. Yeah.
1: I don't know. God wants us to sing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like
1: he wants us to sing like this, like this matters, right?
0: Yeah, even if you don't think you can sing. We could probably take a poll in this room of people standing next to you after we sang the first couple songs of who can sing and who can't, but to God, it doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah, yeah. like I've heard that a million times. He says, make a joyful noise, not a beautiful one, mm-hmm. which is a win for me. Uh, sing modestly. Do not bawl so as to be heard above or distinct from the rest of the congregation, that you may not destroy the harmony. But strive to unite your voices together, so as to make one melodious sound.
0: Yeah. Once again, I, those last two, three, four, and five, to me, all scream unity. Mm. And when we come here to worship on a on a Sunday morning, it's not it's not about me. It's not about me getting anything out of it, but about who we're worshiping. And I think that if we're singing to the point where we're not unified with the people around us all lifting one voice to to God, then it can become about us pretty quick. Um, And that's not what it's about.
1: Sing in time, whatever time is sung, be sure to keep with it. Do not run before and do not stay behind it, but attend closely to the leading voices and move therewith as exactly as you can and take care not to sing too slow. This drawling way naturally steals on all who are lazy and it is high time to drive it out from among us and sing all our
0: tunes just as quick as we did at first. This is why lots of piano teachers have metronomes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and why a lot of the more contemporary uh, churches use click tracks too. But again, speaks to, to being united together, especially coming from a band background. Uh, that's why I love playing with a drummer is because they help keep that time and being a bass player, that the drummer was always my favorite person uh, because it was kind of, they set the tempo, they set the beat and it kept us all together as one musically. And I think you can say the same uh, singing as well. There have been... Situations where I've been in where that wasn't the case. And it can be a, a big distraction at times too.
1: and I think on that one in particular, that requires us to pay attention to what's going on. That requires us to be present. And you talked about not, you know, maybe not focusing on myself. That requires, if there's something that's out, that's like out of time for me, I have to be present. I have to be thinking about what's going on and set aside my desire for time or, or whatever that thing is and be engaged in what's, in what's taking place. Last one is sing spiritually. Have an eye to God in, everything you, in every word you sing. Aim at pleasing him more than yourself or any other creature in order to attend strictly to the sense of what you sing and see that your heart is not carried away with the sound but offered to God continually so shall your singing be such as the Lord will approve here and reward when he cometh in the clouds of heaven.
0: Yeah. We just read a verse about that. Romans 12, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to him. And I think that really speaks to what you just said too, that we all have a responsibility when we um, approach God um, in our worship. And it's, not just something we do here on Sunday, but it's something that that we should be doing every minute of every day. And uh, that's not something that I can do for you or that you can do for me, but that's something that that only I can do when I worship God. Um, And it's not about me, it's about him.
1: So last week I asked you if you had one guiding text for creative arts, um, what would that text be and why? and you're gonna fit in well, because you sent me two, which is perfect. Um, You sent the Deuteronomy 6, four to seven text, and Romans 12, one to two. We've talked a lot about those verses here. Um, We've talked a lot about Romans 12. I think actually it's made an appearance every week for the last month. Um, So like that's one of those things where we don't plan this. Why did you you pick those two texts?
0: Yeah, I know for me personally, one of the, the hardest things that I've had growing up in the church was, and it this is just a big misconception with, with the church in general, but we always said the phrase, all right, it's time to go to church, to the building. And um, that Deuteronomy verse specifically is, has been a good reminder to me that um, church isn't just what happens in this building. We are the church. And uh, worship doesn't just happen in this building during this time at 1015. Worship happens all throughout the week. And so that reminder from Deuteronomy, and I think this was probably the biggest reason why it was listed and why God thought it was so important to include was because it's that daily reminder. Teach it to your kids over and over. Recite it to yourself day after day. Write it on your forehead. Write it on your wrist. Write it on your doorpost so that every day you see it and you're reminded that this isn't just about Sunday. This is a, every, every minute of every day. This is, this is who I am. This is a lifestyle of worship. And uh, I know that that's a good reminder for me. And uh, I think that that's a good reminder for us all, uh, whether it's um, the pastors here, whether you're serving on any team, whether you're, you're attending here from week to week, whether you're just watching online, that's a good reminder for us that worship isn't just singing. Worship isn't just going to the church building once a week. But worship is, is what you do when you're sitting stuck behind a train and uh, where your mind gravitates towards when you're uh, standing in line at the, at the checkout when you're in a hurry and how you interact with, with people um, at the DMV Ooh. and all those things. Uh, we need that reminder.
1: One of the reasons why we, we made the decision to hire Cody was because of the things that he's talking about um, like that's not prompted by us. Um, we, have a, we have a pretty specific set of things that we talk about here. And I know you've probably figured that out um, by now. You hear a lot of things on repeat and a lot of things that Cody said are on repeat. Like this is just the way we talk as a church. This is, this is what we talk about. This is how we talk about it. Um, so in this, in this decision that we, were, that we were faced with of who we were going to hire into this role, as much as the creative arts piece was was important and valuable for us and and it is it's a it's a huge priority for us. We also wanted someone who was gonna fit in with who we are um, as a church and um, just over the conversations that I've been able to have with Cody over the last several months um, found out that like he's that person and i'm excited um, I'm excited to hear the things that we talk about come out of his mouth because um, you're just gonna hear like. We want to be about um, living a life of worship. And it is not just something that we do on Sunday morning, but it is something of of who we are. And that is going to show. That's going to be demonstrated um, like you know, the train, yeah, I talk about the train too, um, all of those kind of things. Like our the who we worship is demonstrated throughout our entire life. It's not just what we do here on a Sunday morning. So a couple more questions. Um, what can those serving in creative arts expect from you?
0: Yeah, uh, I think the biggest thing is that like I I wanna be here for them. I think I I wrote down in my notes that I care more about them as people than about how well they play a bass guitar or how well they um, can Run those faders in the in the back of house that I don't know how to do. I mean those are all important things in what we talk about on a Sunday morning, but more important than that is their uh discipleship process and their relationship with Jesus so above all of the other things that's what I would love for them to know is that I care about them as as people as individuals, and I care more about their relationship with Jesus than anything that that they may do up here on stage necessarily
1: what can our body expect from you probably pretty similar ditto
0: yeah okay yeah that i mean i i love this church and i'm i'm here to serve and serve with you serve alongside you and to serve you and uh yeah ditto
1: um what do you and your family need from us as as a church how can we love how can we support you
0: The biggest thing right now would just be prayer. Uh, We were going through a lot of transitions and that brings a lot of stresses uh, from packing and saying goodbyes and kind of trying to button up everything on one ministry and transitioning into a new ministry and doing the same thing with uh, houses and schools and all of the other things that come along with it. I know that the past, well, it, it seems like it's been almost three years since I came up and <laughs> went through that interview process. So, But at the same time, it seems like it's gone really fast. But we, we would appreciate your prayers as we continue through this transition and uh, get ready, especially during this next week, to finalize moving and, and sign closing papers at houses and get up here and, and get settled in.
1: Okay. Yeah, we're gonna definitely pray for you here in a second and pray for your family. Um, we also want to let you know as well, just as a really practical and tangible way, um, this Friday, the desire is for them to move here and unload at their home. Um, it's at 1000 Street in Gearing. Um, it's on Facebook. We're going to send it out in an email. We're going to send it out by text. Um, as soon as we know like when they've closed, we're going to be able to do that process. So we just want to invite you into that um, to be able to help. And the second thing that, that we want to encourage you to do is um, get gift cards. Um, families in transition um, always need things. And some ways that you can do that are provide gift cards to local grocery stores or restaurants, Home Depot and Menards. You guys are gonna have things that you have to do to your house as perfectly as, as you think it's gonna be when you walk in. There are always things that come up. Um, so we just, as a church body, I wanna encourage you to, to love Cody and his family well. And these are some great ways that you can do that. Cody, at, Cody starts next Monday, the 24th, will be his first day um, here, uh, like working. And we actually have, like, we even have, we have things planned that week um, to jump into. So praying for them and meeting some tangible needs, helping, helping unload, getting them some gifts um, would be great ways to show um, this family that you're thankful that they're here with us. So let's, um, let's pray together. God, I'm thankful for the opportunity we have this morning to spend a few minutes with Cody and get to know him, get to know him better, get to know his heart and desire for you and his heart and desire for the body here at Westway Christian Church. Just pray specifically over the next week as they transition, as they finish packing and then load a vehicle and, drive up and unload and close on houses and all of those kinds of things. God, we just pray for a smooth transition for that, that there wouldn't be any, any hindrances and they would be able to look back on this on this transition um, with fondness to see how you have guided them through. And if things do go, do go differently, if do, things do take time like they often do, Help them to see it as an opportunity to proclaim you as Lord in the midst of those hardships as well. Um, thankful for the opportunity to get to know Cody more, and I can't wait for him to be on staff here and to be um, hanging out with our body and hanging out with our creative arts team and other leaders within our church as we, as we get to know him and he gets to know us. Thanks again for our time together in Engine Your Sons, and we pray, amen.